0: So I always say it's best to communicate so you can fix, sometimes it's fixable issues to let them know that this is not quite right. This is where I need it to be. You should have done these two, three steps next time, show me the draft before you submit it and we can go through it together Uh, because you need these people in your business because you're trying to create greater impact. You need these people to support you to get it to that next level. So it's really important that we give them the feedback so they can get better and better.
1: Welcome to the Online Creator Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Tradewell, founder of May & James Co., a creative digital company. Building a brand is about human connection. I am here to help you articulate your story through strategy, development, and execution. I believe that anything is possible at any age and at any stage of business. The only limits we have are the ones that we place on ourselves. I want you to feel like you are supported, not alone, and that you are able to take action quickly. On this podcast, expect to hear interviews from a wide range of guest speakers, bite-sized solo episodes from myself, bingeable episodes that will give you insights, different perspectives, and actionable strategies to help you reach your goals personally and professionally. Now let's get into the show. Welcome back to episode 48 of the Online Creator Podcast. Today, I speak with Selena Johnson, who is a team operations strategist and speaker who helps her clients delegate decision-making, creating a self-sufficient team for more profits, greater joy, fulfillment, and freedom, something that we are all looking for when we are running our own businesses. She brings a ton of experience over 19 years working with some amazing, high-level, high-achieving CEOs around the world to confidently lead accountable, motivated teams to drive their vision so they can reinvest their time and energy in creating that next level impact. She loves organization and structure and even creating SOPs for her six-year-old. I know you will love this conversation. We really get into delegating and why decision-making is so important and relevant in your business if you are looking at growing and scaling. Welcome to the show, Selena. Hello, Selena. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. I've been looking forward to this conversation.
0: Hey, Kim. Thanks for having me.
1: So before we get into all things teams and delegations as entrepreneurs and leaders in our own businesses, I always start off the conversation with how have you leveraged your voice in your business to, to build your business and brand and become more visible? And what does that journey look like for you?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. I think at the earliest stages, so I'm about seven years into my business. And at the beginning, I think you, you quite don't know it because um, it's all relatively new and you're still finding yourself. You're still finding your audience, how you do your business, your branding. There's a lot of steps that need to be taken. So at the quite earlier stages, it was more about absorbing all the, the knowledge and learning, so a lot of the stages was just about me just letting people know about my services and it was a lot through forms of text. I was promoting myself through social media and now I've progressed where I prefer a Southwest style and my rhythm and I prefer much more to be able to speak to people about what it is that I do. I really struggle with being, I love training and guiding people and giving them the strategy to work with teams. So I find it difficult to give that value through text form. And I find it so much easier through audio because then you're getting my expertise and my, and my tone and like it just feels so much easier, more natural for them to understand me in that form, whether that's through a podcast or through some speaking opportunities. That's what I know now over the seven years. It's, only, it's taken me like the last probably six months to realize audio is actually where I need to focus more on. There's a
1: couple of things in there that I find super fascinating, and seven years in as an entrepreneur is amazing. I'm three years in now, and i'm I've got so much more growth and learning to do, but I think that's part of this journey right is figuring out where our strengths are, how we best communicate with our ideal audience and our ideal clients and and yeah, like there is something to be said, and that's why I dove deeper into the audio world and the audio platform because there's just something to be said about like hearing someone's voice and their excitement if you can't see them but hearing them and being accessible in different ways because yeah static post is fine words are amazing um but you can just take away so much more when you hear someone and tell like hear someone tell their story and all the pieces that get weaved in between that so I love that he grew into that and you had to find that out. And I think that is just part of what this journey is all about. You mentioned briefly that you have found audio recently, and I know you have a private podcast, which I am a huge uh, proponent of because there's so much you could do with private audio feeds. and, And that's why I love talking like kind of more audio assets and what they can do for you because it's so much more than just a public podcast. So How did that kind of come to fruition and how has it helped your business in, you know, like whether it's building, is it more as a lead magnet? Is it a way for people to kind of find you and get to know you? How do you use your private feed?
0: I mean, it started off as more of a lead generation to get more people coming through into my world, but also it's helped me increase visibility. And it was something that was on my mind for quite a while and I didn't think I was quite ready for podcasting I think that was kind of a territory that I knew about but I didn't feel comfortable quite yet diving into it and also I think the way that I work is about protecting my energy Um, I'm all about the reason why I set up my business is for freedom and flexibility and I was quite concerned about having a podcast and being able to maintain it Um, so I think there's a few mindset shifts I need to get over and that hurdles to be able to do a, a, a live podcast but the recorded podcast was an amazing opportunity for me to elaborate on a method that I put together, which is called I Love My Team Method, which focuses on five pillars that you need within your business to be able to retain and develop your team. And I felt that doing it through audio was a great way, an insightful, but a fun, easy learning way for people to understand why, why these five pillars were so important and how they can start using it within their business.
1: Well, and I think it also sets you apart from a traditional like lead magnet that might be a PDF document. And I know those are fantastic. They're great. There's a place for them. Um, but when you're able to produce something different that I can like listen to while I'm busy doing all the other things and then also hit repeat <laughs> on, I think there's something to be said about that. I think that's, that's pretty amazing. Have you found as you've ventured into this audio world that your speaking skills have strengthened or has there any have been any opportunities that have come from using your voice more?
0: Most definitely. I find that when you start repeating what it is that you do and how you help people, but also people extend that exercise And when you're having conversations, you really show your expertise and your skill set because often you can be sometimes your worst promoter, about actually telling people what it is that you do and the amazing, awesome stuff of the impact that you're creating. So having somebody interview you is, is extraordinary to be able to elaborate on that. And um, But also I've had a lot of contacts come through in the last couple of months who said, oh, I've listened to your podcast and then I've brought my services. So the last contact I had turned into a call and then he he, he signed a 15K contract with me, which is, amazing. That wouldn't have happened without doing these podcast guesting appearances. So the audio has definitely been a phenomenal impact in my business.
1: That's amazing. And I always say that it, it kind of allows for your personality to really shine through too, right? Yeah. So before someone can work with you, they want to be able to get to know who you are and what a unique and special way to be able to do that. So thank you so much for sharing that. And if people want to find your private feed, um, where can they access it quickly just so that they know where to reference?
0: Yeah. So it's called delegate to dominate and you can go to selenajohnson.com forward slash podcast.
1: Perfect. Okay. That's so great. And I hope people will reach out and look forward and listen to it because it's such a great example of how you can use private audio feeds in your business to build your like no interest factor with those ideal clients. So, so good. So let's dive into your world more and what your expertise is. Why is delegating decision-making so important?
0: It's super important. And so much focus I demonstrates within the online industry is that we start off with this idea. We start our business. It's just us on our own and we bring in these team members. And the main reason for that is we've got this vision of where we want to take the business. And we need more free time to focus on growing the business, so we bring in these team members. And quite often, what happens is we hire these people, but then we realise that actually I'm not getting any more free time because I'm actually spending so much time telling them what needs to be done. I have no time for myself, and my to do list just getting longer and longer. I'm getting a lot of team challenges, so I might as well just do it myself. They're not doing it to the same level as me, the same standards. I might as well just burn everything else down and start from the beginning. So those are kind of the thought process and the cycle that can often happen when hiring team members and with, and working with them. And what often happens is that they're delegating, so it's more like rabbit tasking. So you are informing somebody, and you're taking the ownership of it, so you're still holding onto the reins, and you're instructing them to do this task this specific way, follow these steps by this deadline. And and often what will come from that is they would ask questions based on that task because maybe they don't have the right know-how, the right knowledge, the correct skills, or they just don't know how to finish it to the standards of what it needs to be. So that a quick five-minute task may take them two hours to complete. So what we want to do is avoid that. We want to focus on delegating decision making so that you hold it off the reins, but you're not just dumping and running. You're actually giving them all the parameters they know what they need to do. But you're empowering them to make the decision-making on behalf of the business, based on the values and the vision of where the business is going. So once you delegate decision-making, that team member takes over the whole project from start to end, and they are full ownership and they just come to you with little nippets of information so you're kept up to date, but they are then responsible from start to end of that task rather than you getting involved in the day-to-day of the operations.
1: Yeah, I feel like everything you said there is a fear of a small business owner that is just ready to, you know, start hiring and delegating because we can't do it all. If we are going to build and scale our business, we do need to eventually hire. So definitely all those things that you mentioned are definitely fears that I know have come across my plate and the things that we all have to deal with. And yes, we're not all like natural born leaders either. And we all lead differently. And I'd imagine like even working with people's personalities is also like something that you have to like really work with when hiring on not only the delegating, but how do you work well together in that way too, right? And is there strategies in place that you support teams to to look for um, and search for top talent that, that best suits your business? Like, is that something that you help businesses with as well?
0: So there is a done-for-you service where I support with that. And with the synergy, it's quite key that you understand yourself what doesn't work for you based on past experiences. So what you don't like, what didn't work, what worked well, and recording those and noting it, that when you're hiring your next person, you make sure that you're attracting those people that fit within that green area, not the red area. And so an example would be somebody who is quite visionary. They've always got these ideas coming through. They want something done quite quickly. And that wouldn't work well with a support staff member who needs a lot of thought process to digest information and needs to do it in their own time and turn things around as more of a slow pace. That that relationship dynamic wouldn't work. So it's really key that you, over time you start to develop what it is that you like or what you don't like and how you like to work to make sure that you'll check in that that quality level is there with those team members you're bringing in.
1: And are there certain things that you need to have in place before you make your first hire too? Because I think that's the other thing is if we don't want to be constantly like sitting back and going, oh, they're not following through the way I would do it. Is there certain things in my business that I would be preparing for before that stage?
0: So personally, for me, I think the most key thing is communication. I think that you need to have time, capacity to support these team members. The onboarding process takes at least 90 days to fully onboard somebody in at a quality onboarding level. So to be able to bring somebody in quite quickly and get them up to speed, you need to have that time within in the first week, but also subsequent weeks. And that's the, the effect if you don't have the time and you're just making And they just need to be able to get on and think on their own can be really difficult for them to be at a quick speed in the business. So I would say that the most number one is that you have the time capacity and that you actually communicating with them. They can then help you to create, depending on the team member, they can help create the SOPs and the systems. And one of the ways that I work with um, team members who come on and we don't necessarily have systems in place, uh, SOPs, standard operation procedures, is that I would actually record myself. So one of the first hires I had was someone to create my blogs. I would record myself actually doing the task using a Loom, a video recording software, and I'd share my screen. We actually completing that task because it's quite technical to be able to write in text form. And then I would delegate that task to them within Asana and give them a deadline date. So you don't really need stuff. You don't want to have an obstacle in place where you can like, I need to have A, B, and C in place before I hire somebody. I think the main structure is that you have an understanding of where your business is going and that's definitely the key person you need right now. Don't hire people based on what you think you need. Make sure it's clear that that's the best area that you need. That's the person to leverage your time right now and then have the time capacity to bring them in and then work out out the SOPs because... You can create the SOPs at early stages, but in a year's time, 18 months later, they will change all the time because your business is evolving. You pivot to different revenue streams. So it can all quite relatively change quite often. So I wouldn't spend too much time creating SOPs. So that's my advice.
1: No, I think that's like the best advice because I've heard that uh, so many times. And I think that's a roadblock for a lot of people is that they're like, nope, I'm not quite like I need the help in this certain area and they've identified it because they've track their time and their workload. And it's maybe it's even a task that they just don't want to they don't enjoy anymore. And they just don't want to do. And then they hold themselves back because they're like, mm, I'm not quite ready because I don't have that SOP in place. And they don't have all these other things. But I think that's the problem in business is that we do need to just start somewhere and that an SOP can be evolved with the person that you hire. And that might be even the best place to do the SOP then. Um, And then the other piece that you mentioned, and I want to make sure that I captured is that you filled in the gap with the loom video, because I think that's, that's also like key to all of this, all of these different stages in hiring as a business owner is that don't worry about like, I mean, you're hiring for them for their skills, but you can also support them with that gap that maybe they're not doing quite all the pieces, but you can, Fill it in with training them through a Loom video or through audio, because I was going to mention that as well. I was wondering if you've heard of anyone using audio as an onboarding platform for hiring on staff or in any way in house, because there's so many ways that we can use these tools that we already have, whether it's a Loom video, whether it's a creating a private audio feed for our staff or for the people that are working with us. Like there's so many cool, unique ways to communicate within house. Um, alone
0: yeah absolutely I'm all about like my number one thing is simplicity and I love efficiency so I'm actually part of the old boarding manual a lot of it is audio so like the company overview with you will be is in a zoom recording because it's most likely going to stay the same for quite a long time so this is a great way without me having or someone else want to jump on a call for 30 minutes to an hour for them to get an overview of the business what our goals are what the services are who the key people are how we work together, what's the values. what's the missions, what's the expectations, what's the level of standards. So that's all within one video so that they've got that. So they feel welcome, but they get a grip of the understanding of what the business is like and what the caliber is or what they need to bring to the table as well. So that was quite key to have that. And I love Loom videos. So I'm always recording Loom videos. I think it's the easiest way. To be clear with someone, especially if you work with someone in tech or graphic design and you need to feed back to them some changes, it's the quickest and easiest way to do that. Rather than you having to schedule a call, jump on a Zoom call, it's just quick and easy and the turnaround time is so much better than scheduling in those meetings.
1: Yes, I could not agree more. We need to um, work smarter all the time. People say that, but it's true. And that can be in the simplest ways of using the tools that we have on hand to get the job done quick and in real time too, right? Because if we're reviewing something that's getting done before we hand it off to a client, for example, um, while we're doing that process, do the recording right away while you're going through it, then you've already got it sent into your project management platform, like Asana, like you mentioned, to the person that was in task of working on it, and next time they do it, they have that video in place to reference If they're not sure of something and they can keep going back to it, just like an audio recording, which is so super cool. So I love that you're sharing that. This is why I love Hello Audio. You started your business to make an impact, make a difference, and truly help your customers and clients better their lives in one way or another. Whether you're saving them time, money, and energy, or providing them with better relationships, systems, and skills, you're all about serving your audience and making an impact. But no matter how much we want to leave our impact on the world, it always feels like there is so much more holding us back and standing in our way. How can we spread our message when we need to spend hours picking the best ring lights for YouTube videos? How can we better the lives of our customers when we're spending six hours perfecting our slide decks in Canva? How can we impact our audiences if we're feeling nervous about even being on camera? We should be focusing on serving our people and not swept up in the world of technicalities, logistics, and over-analysis paralysis. You're plenty busy with a message to share and information your people need to hear. You can create an impact without creating video. You just need your people to hear you. No cameras needed. Forget the cute outfits and fancy slide decks. Just you, your message, and a microphone. You can create private feeds to share with your leads, clients, and customers using the audio from videos you've already created and or recording fresh new audio tracks. With Hello Audio, you can set up a private audio feed in a matter of minutes. Hello Audio allows you to form a deeper connection with your customers through the power of your voice wherever you are or they are in the world. Check out more information in the show notes and try it today. Is there any other team challenges from the years of experience and the amazing people that you have worked with that that have really stood out that might help prevent others from making some of those errors. Is there anything that we missed that we didn't
0: talk about that you'd like to add? I think one of the common challenges I hear about is the quality of work, the standards and lots to expectations. And that can be really disappointing because you have paid someone to do work for you and then you're having to go and fix it or you, you know too much down the line you've removed that person from the business and now you're one person down and you're trying to work out, should I hire then I really trust someone else to come in. Um, And when we dive into the the challenges within that business, often it is that there wasn't clarity within the role. So there wasn't a job description created that outlined their role, their uh, responsibilities, and how do you measure the success of that role? So what's the KPIs, the key performance indicators that let them know, this is what I'm expecting, but then you've got something to measure and track at the end of each course or at the end of each month to know whether they're meeting it above or below the standards of that role, which is really key. Um, a lot of people don't are uncomfortable with conflict. So they may not actually discuss whether something's going wrong. And I always say transparency is so important. So if you notice that your team member hasn't done something correctly, please just communicate with them. It's better for them and for you to do it as it happens and because if you wait, You may forget or make it to a point where you just end the relationship, but they don't understand why it's ended and then they think it's, they'll put, they really will be upset for themselves that they just don't understand and it will put a lot of strain on them. So I always say it's best to communicate so you can fix, sometimes it's fixable issues to let them know that this is not quite right. This is where I need it to be. You should have done these two, three steps. Next time, show me the draft before you submit it and we can go through it together Uh, because you need these people in your business because you're trying to create greater impact, you need these people to support you, to get it to that next level. So it's really important that we give them the feedback so they can get better and better. Now, if you look at athletes, they are not the best when they first start, but they're training hours and hours at a young age, and it takes them years and years to get to that perfection, to get those gold medals. And it's because they're getting the feedback from their coach. Okay. You need to do these tweaks. You need to change by that 1% here. So they're getting these changes and modifications over the years as they progress to become that excellence, that best at what they do.
1: Yeah, such good advice. And I think that's um, maybe even just my follow-up question for this is I always find that there's this battle between hiring in-house or hiring a freelancer or contract employee. What have you seen that has worked better in both cases? Because I think there's a place for both for sure.
0: I would say if you're um, an early starting business, I would advise to have someone as a freelancer because you're just getting used to, to your having somebody. As we mentioned before, we're not used to leading people. It's not, you know, we didn't go to delegation university. So I would say bring somebody in um, at like five, 10 hours a week just to get started with them because the worst thing you do is employ somebody 40 hours a week. And then you're not utilizing them. You don't know what to give them. You don't know how to, to communicate or what tools to use with them. That can be really tricky. So I would start off with a freelancer, increase their hours as you give them more responsibility, and then eventually that role could evolve into being an employed role. That t- generally t- what, how the transition happens is you hire freelancers, multiple different people, different skill set, and then you adapt into employment um, after that. Once your business hits a certain revenue.
1: Yeah, I think that's really, really great advice too. And it's a lot less scary, (laughs) you know, especially when you have never hired before. And then if someone gives the opportunity to grow into some of those roles and to maybe potentially start as a part-time employee and then work uh, way up to full-time as needed. So I think those are such really, really great points of advice And I appreciate your time so much because you bring so much value and experience and knowledge from the most amazing clients that you have worked with and the years in service that you have done in this field specifically. And um, yeah, so thank you so much for your time. And thanks for sharing where I will make sure that everybody has in the show notes where to find you and where to look you up. And before I let you go, I love just doing a quick little speed round of questions just to get to know who selena is on a different in a different view if that's all right so first question do you i love this question because i love podcasts but do you actively listen to podcasts are you an audiobook person or are you more of a reader
0: audiobook definitely and podcasts are where it's at for me um, because i can be uh cleaning or out for walk with the dog and i can just listen in and absorb all that information
1: Yeah, I think that's so key. Is there anything that you are reading or listening to right now that you would love to recommend to the listeners?
0: There's a lady on the podcast called Africa Brooke, and I just love her. She is an entrepreneur, but she talks about the realness of life, and I think she's very authentic. So definitely go and check her out.
1: Perfect. Thank you. And how do you stay positive and upbeat? Because there can be so much negativity, especially when you're dealing with, like, staff and hiring and different things that are going on like how do you stay positive for your clients is there something that you build into your day or into your week um, that helps you show up in in the best way that you can
0: I'm a very generally I'm a very optimistic person so my glass is always full you know if I was to lose 50 pounds or 50 dollars I wouldn't I wouldn't let it upset me because I'm thinking okay, I am healthy my family are good so I'm always looking at the positive I try not to focus too much on the downside of things so there will be times where there's challenges within the business and it's a case of looking at the positive, okay, what have I learned from this? And, you know, one, I'm always motivated by um, challenges, but also striving for what it is that I wanted to do, which is the freedom of flexibility. So I think that having those positive mantrams help me, but also um, getting outdoors, fresh air, exercise. Having me time, not always being at my desk has definitely helped me to shift my mindset and have that um, balance balance what works right for me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's all about that kind of ebb and flow and making sure that you do take some time for yourself. And a last question Is there any words of wisdom that you received over the years that has just really stuck, uh, you know, stuck close to you that? you take with you whenever you are, you know, maybe facing a difficult situation or ready to gear up to build and scale your own business?
0: I'll well, say we don't take no as an answer. Um, I worked for a lovely lady called Zahra Hadid, who was a famous architect. And as a female in the architect industry, it was a, re- a really difficult uh, position to be in. And she knocked down a lot of doors. She got a lot of no's, but she turned those no's into yeses. So it's always been on my entrepreneurial journey is learning that, okay, this is a no, but how can we turn that into a yes? What, what else can we be doing? What other directions do I need to divert in to make that possibility come through?
1: I think that's like the perfect way to end this because I just listened to someone yesterday talk about how they were helping their clients through those no's, even though they went through all the steps that they needed to, you know, get brave enough to ask the ask. And then when they were hit with the no, what did they do with that? And I think that's what separates us from reaching those next levels in our business personally or professionally and or just staying status quo. And there's nothing wrong with staying status quo. But if you want to learn from those experiences, what do you do with them to be able to help you move forward? So I love those words of wisdom. I stay true to that too, because I'm always like, there's always a back door. (laughs) If that front door is not open, there's always another door to uh, tap on and ask for an invite in. So thank you again for your time, Selena. It was beautiful to meet you. I hope you can enjoy the rest of your sunshiny day where you are right now.
0: Thank you so much.
1: Thanks so much for listening into the show. It truly means so much to me. You can check out the important links mentioned in today's episode in the show notes. And please join the conversation over on Instagram at May and James Co. I love hearing from you. There are so many great conversations coming up. So please make sure you are subscribed to Apple or Spotify or any of your favorite media players so that you don't miss out. And if you enjoyed the show today, please share and leave a review and a rating because it helps us so very much. Until next time.